What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, coming at you live from the Last American Vagabond Studios here in historic Franklin, Tennessee. I got another fantastic episode for you guys here tonight. But uh, just real quick, before we get too far into it, I want to tell you how you can come support the show. So if you're new to the show, my suggestion would be to head over to Rebunk.news. Uh, there'll be a little pop-up that'll allow you to sign up for the mailing list. And that way you can get uh, you know notifications about any of the live streams coming up. I just sent one out a few minutes ago. So if you got that and you saw it, then you're here watching the show, right? So anyway, um, so here's all the video platforms that we're on right now. I'm streaming live on Rockfin and Rumble. Um, later, contentsafe.co. Uh, Matthew Raymer over at ContentSafe helps me upload to the audio, other video platforms, Odyssey, BitChute, and Band.Video. I don't even mess with YouTube anymore, guys. Like, I got a strike last week. I'm just like, I'm just so done. I just don't even care. I'm done. Uh, the audio podcast is on all podcast platforms. So please go subscribe, Spot, uh, Spotify, iTunes, you know, Podcast Addict, wherever you listen to podcasts, listen on the go. Five-star reviews go a long way to help support the show. Now, if you want to help support the show financially, if you want to do a re reoccurring contribution over on Subscribestar, that's a great way. Just as little as five bucks a month every month helps uh, really, really help drive the show and keep it going. I did just start a give, send, go. I haven't really done that up until now, but I did just start. So give, send, go forward slash rebunked. Uh, you'll see a link to that in the episode description. But, you know, I feel like, you know, if you just want a quick like little tip, like a tip jar, let's think of it like a tip jar. If you like if you like a particular episode, um, you know, just, just leave a little tip and go from there. Now, as far as social media platforms go, for me right now, Telegram is probably the best way to stay up to date with the show. And then also, you know, interact. I'm always in there interacting, chatting with the folks. So t.me forward slash rebunked pod is uh, the place to stay up to date with the show. I do do Instagram, you know, that'd probably be the next best one, but uh, Telegram for sure, t.me forward slash rebunk pod. And then at the bottom there, you'll see uh, uh, several different uh, value for value donation options there. Um, so let's see, we do have the t-shirt shop, rebunk.news forward slash shirts. Um, we've got the standard uh, show logo. We have a couple of shirts that I'm sure John would approve of. They both say build, just build. You know, we're here to build, you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, that's it. Uh, Compliance is violence. Can't depopulate an idea. We are many. They are few. I see false flags, you know, representing in the community. Great conversation starter. So just uh, there's a link to it on the website, rebunk.news or rebunk.news forward slash shirts. Um, also brought to you by Truth TRS. TR Truth TRS is a heavy metal detox spray that helps to absorb and eliminate all the heavy metals that have accumulated in your body. So uh, truthtrs.com to learn more about that. I've been using it uh, off and on for the last couple of years. Can't recommend it highly enough. Fantastic product. Truthtrs.com. And then, of course, Richard Grove and the Autonomy Community. You guys, I can't tell you how awesome and a privilege it is to be a part of the Grand Theft World community and just seeing the inner workings of, of their guy, their operation and just being a big fan and supporter of, uh, you know, Richard Grove and Tony and all the work that goes on and LD and all the work that goes on over at Grand Theft World. Autonomy is just like an extension of that, right? Teaching you more entrepreneurial skills, more uh, ways to find more autonomy and freedom in your life. So, like, if let's say if you're, like, thinking about how to level up uh, autonomy is a great way to do it in addition to what we're talking about today. So, so if you were to like, dude, if you were to just like go to like live free Academy and autonomy and all these folks and put that in your tool belt, you would just be like, you'd be able to surpass, like go to crush, like you'd never have in, <laughs> in your whole life. So joining me more to talk about live free Academy, freedom cells and all that great stuff is, uh, the one and only John Bush, John, how are you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really well, man. Thank you for finally uh, for joining me, man. Like it's been a long time uh, coming. I've I've been uh, hoping to speak with you for a minute now. We had the opportunity to meet down at Float Fest. I'm super grateful for that. Uh, such a great uh, time, like meeting all these folks and then just kind of just aligning and gathering around just the idea of just like freedom, man. Like that's uh, something that the world needs more of these days. And so, um, 
man. And then, uh, it's just kind of funny. I got to tell you a funny anecdote. So I don't know. <laughs> so we, uh, we met there, right. And we were hanging out, we were chatting and that was after one of the little, um, Oh gosh, I even remember like one of the little seminars that you and Derek did. And, uh, like we were chatting, there was somebody else there. I can't remember who it was, but, uh, and I made this comment and I was like, Oh, because I've been wanting to meet you for so long and chat with you and like Nicole and I know Brian from uh, up in Seattle and like Jack and I wanted to like I'm, I was really looking forward to the opportunity to meet all you guys and get to know you guys. But I said what I use was oh, I've been so much looking forward to like infiltrate your guys's crew <laughs> <laughs> jokingly. Right. And you're like, dude, that's a weird that's a weird way to put it. And I was like, Oh, no, shit. <laughs> like that. And then uh, and then I was trying to follow up with you and then like I wasn't able to get through and I was like, oh, God, he seriously thinks I'm a fed or something. So anyway, no. all that to say, like I'm so, so over in my mind this whole time, I was always like, damn, John thinks I'm a fed, dude. And so, like, But here we are. So thank you so much for joining me, dude. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, man, like there's so much to talk about. Like I personally have been involved in the Freedom Cell movement for a while now. Uh, since, you know, 2020, since early 2020, like after all this kicked off, like we were looking for solutions. And I think it was uh, Derek on Corbett Report is what uh, kind of steered us towards it, like many other people. Mm -hmm. But um, man, I can't even tell you and express how much gratitude I have for you. Like like in Oregon, I was in Eugene, Oregon at the time. And uh, just in the midst of just the, the hell that was like, just like the tyranny and the lockdowns, the masks everywhere. Like we were all just dying and looking for something. And we were all able to rally around freedom cells. And we started our own freedom cell in Eugene um, after, well, so there's the Portland free thinkers freedom cell. Right. And so we went up there, we were invited up there and we went in and it was like the very first meeting we walked into is myself and a friend. We walked in and they were all sitting in like a yoga studio, all cross-legged on the floor. And uh, we were like a few minutes late. So they were already going and they were talking like, like immediately they were talking about MK ultra chemtrails and all this stuff. We're like, Oh God, we're home. Thank God. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but man, so, you know, and then after that, we were so motivated after that particular meetup that we were like, okay, we have to go and start our own in Eugene. And so that's what we did. And uh, we were able to do some really, really awesome things over the course of the lockdown all the way through 2021. We did a little festival called manifest um, which was the, we did the first one last year. There were some complications this year that weren't able to, we weren't able to follow through with it, but, uh, you know, that's something we want to hold, you know, continue on as we move forward. But anyway, I just wanted to do that quick spiel just to tell you, you know, how much I appreciate like your and Derek's work initially. And then I know, uh, uh, Romero and all you guys are doing some really great work behind the scenes to make that possible. But all that to say, can you tell me, I'm just curious personally, like, like how did freedom cells kind of get started? Like what was the impetus behind that? How did you, Derek and anybody else that was involved like, how did that kind of come to be? Like, what were you guys, where were you guys at in your journey that, that, uh, kind of where that launched out from? Sure. Great question. So, uh, and appreciate, uh, everything that you've shared. So yeah. the freedom cell network, it started just as an idea that I had back in 2014, I have been an activist for 20 years now, and I had been exploring the creation of alternative institutions. First, I was doing 9-11 truth, conspiracy yeah. stuff, trying to wake people up. Uh, then I focused a lot on politics after I learned about libertarianism from Ron Paul. And then um, the politics was not satisfying. This was kind of in the early liberty movement. I was there, and I'd like to think I helped to push the movement along to evolve beyond politics towards voluntarism and agorism. And I was starting to realize, wow, there's a lot of people that recognize that government is illegitimate. They appreciate and comprehend the philosophy of liberty, 
and not just minarchism, like we should have a small night watchman state, but true anarchy. However, most of us, myself included, are still living as slaves and aren't living totally free. So I started thinking like, what are we missing here? What's the missing piece? How could it be that so many people understand freedom, but they're not living free? And that's really where I centered in on this idea of strength in numbers. So what if we had a huge number of people that were all willing to assert their sovereignty to opt out in mass, perhaps it would lower the risk for everybody. And I was thinking a lot about, you know, fear, risk, property being taken away, being put in a cage, but that all becomes more challenging for the state when there's a ton of us. It was also around this time I was starting to learn about small group organizing. Uh, I'd learned about it up at this meetup in Minnesota from this guy named Nick Ludwig. He actually wrote this small group manual and he talked about their Ron Paul group, how it got real big, St. Paul, Minnesota. So they split it up into smaller groups and he shared how even the communists organized in the early, they called them Soviets in the early Bolshevik revolution, how the early Christians were organizing in small groups because they were being persecuted by other Christian sects. And then uh, Oath Keepers, also Stuart Rhodes, who's in a lot of trouble because it's January 6th stuff, but at the end of the day, he's a, he's a good guy. He was doing uh, the Oath Keepers and they were encouraging local chapters instead of the big national umbrella. And then finally, I came across a book by Bob Podolsky called Flourish. And it was all about octologues, this idea that when we have a group of eight people, that's the best number of people to have maximum creativity. And so I started thinking like, okay, small groups, strength in numbers, becoming more free, working together, opting out. And that's how the idea for the freedom cell, uh, the freedom cells was, was birthed early on in 2015. It was just me and a small inner cadre. That was it in central Texas. That group fell apart due to infighting. I talked about freedom cells on some podcasts, on a couple speeches, and then I had kids and I was totally broke at the time. And so I was like, I can't be just putting everything into this activism thing. I got to build some businesses and do the entrepreneurial thing so I could lift my family out of poverty. Thankfully, Derek Bros caught wind of the idea at a talk I gave at Brave New Books. And uh, I'd known D Derek since 2010. And Derek was like, wow, freedom cells. This actually sounds like it could work. And so I came up with the idea, the concept, tried to put it into play, but it was actually Derek who mm. we can credit with help building, help turning it into an actual network, right? And I pulled back substantially and focused really on business and some local stuff here. Uh, and then closer to 2020, I started seeing really, wow, this is actually taken off. Derek put in all sorts of legwork. They built this website, freedomcells.org to help connect people. And then of course the pandemic happened and I was like, I need to get back to my roots and uh, use my talents and skills to help grow this movement. And of course, before the pandemic, plandemic, there was like a thousand Freedom Cell Network members. Now there's 33,000, right? So these clowns, the Fauci's and the and the Schwab's and the Gates's, they're the best players on our team, but that's essentially the Genesis story and uh, super fulfilling for me to see something go from just an idea to a real world practical uh, network that helps a lot of people and helps, helps people to create more freedom. Yeah, man, that's so cool. And just so I know everyone's probably listening spiraling right now because they heard the number 33, but there you go. There you go. Organic guys, organic <laughs> 33,290 members right there on the website. But yeah, so um, kind of the idea for anybody that, you know, I talk a lot about it on the show. So, but anybody that may be new or may not have heard about Freedom Cells, you guys just literally go to freedomcells.org and then you register, you create an account and then you look for cells in your area. You go there and you look for other people 
it's kind of like the idea of if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of building is just so uh, just just so central to what we're trying to do. You know, if you build it, people will gravitate towards it. There are other podcasts and people talking about it all over the place. And so the idea is like if you go there and you don't see one in your area, like you maybe live in a smaller, more rural area, like still build one. Because if you build it, there are other people going to the website. And I would say most of them show up to the website and they see that there isn't a cell in their area. And there's like, ah, whatever. And they dip out, right? But if you're the one that builds it and creates, like you're the tent pole that like that creates the space for people to come together, then that's the idea. You know what I mean? And so anybody out there listening, like I definitely encourage you to go check it out. Look for other people. Maybe you're involved with other communities in your local area. Go find the freedom cell people because, you know, if you're in other like homesteading or gardening groups, like or whatever, right? There's the, those freedom cell people or other people that are guaranteed that are going to be like-minded and you can build off of, uh, you know, each other's skills and talents and all that stuff. You know, that's been my experience anyway. So yeah, man. So thank you so much, dude. Like, uh, it's so cool. So, uh, now, so for me also, I'm like new to the idea of entrepreneurship, man. Like I've like sure. always just had a job, always just been in the matrix, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of comfort in that. So I recently moved to Nashville, Tennessee and, uh, you know, much welcome change as opposed to being in Oregon. <laughs> I can tell you that. And upon arrival here, I basically just put myself out there as like doing like handyman stuff. You know what I mean? Like I just said, Hey, I got a truck, some tools. I'm available for like handyman stuff. If anybody yeah. needs anything and it's just blown up. And so that's been keeping me busy during the day. I'm learning skills. I'm meeting so many cool people, but, uh, so, but, but they really interest me, you know, the idea of entrepreneurship. So you were described there a minute ago, your journey from activism to entrepreneurship. What was that like for you in the beginning? Like, was it a chat? Like, tell me like what I'm more, I'm more like one of the things that really fascinates me is breaking through the conditioning, the programming of like, you know, as a, as a, from like the, the, the school system saying like, you need to have a job, you need to have all this. Like, was it difficult for you to break through and, and take that leap out on your own or, or was it, did you have something, you know, previous that kind of, uh, helped you in that like breaking out of the matrix really? Yeah. So, I mean, I was always, I mean, I've been an activist and truth seeker for 20 years, uh, but for the, for the first nine years of that 20 year period, I, I was still employed. I sold cars, learned a lot about sales. It was actually a pretty good line of work. Uh, worked at a part-time worked part-time at a credit union as a drive through teller. But I've been self-employed for 13 years now, uh, whether I started my own business or helped to start some nonprofits and uh, activist organizations where there was some pay. But to be honest, for most of that time, it was a total struggle. And I was even though I was putting in 40, 50, 60 hours plus a week, I was still finding myself spinning my wheels and broke. And really the biggest difference that I can say I experienced between then and now, because I have managed to find success with these businesses and some financial abundance is uh, my mindset. Mm. So activism, entrepreneurship, they're great opportunities for self-development if you are open to that. And you really got to get control of your mind because there's so many doubts. Uh, There's external obstacles like government regulation, Uh, And then there's internal obstacles. And it is my belief that it's the internal obstacles, specifically limiting beliefs, these false beliefs that we imprint upon ourselves that are the biggest hindrance to our success. So back in the day, I was 
operating from a place of fear and scarcity. We lived in an apartment. The electricity was getting turned off. We ultimately got booted from this apartment because we were behind on rent. I had two kids. They never were, they never starved, but they certainly got tired of ramen noodles and uh, it wasn't fulfilling as a dad in the least bit. So I made a shift though, because then I was motivated by avoiding the electricity getting turned off and making some money so I can avoid a fight with my ex-wife. And that was the space that I was operating from. And of course, that which we resist persists. I'm a big fan of the law of attraction. You focus on tyranny, globalism, new world order all the time. You're going to experience that in your life. You're going to feel less free. And so I started to shift my focus away from what can I do to avoid the electricity getting turned off and avoid a fight towards I deserve better for myself. And I started crafting a vision of what I wanted my life to be like. Uh, that included having a homestead and building an intentional community, which we now have. And so whenever I aligned with what, where it is that I wanted to go, rather than spending so much of my brain energy and my attention on what I wanted to avoid, it made a dramatic shift for me. Um, I can also say being in a healthy relationship with my fiance has made a big, big difference as well. There's so much energy and focus that people expend on drama and fighting and conflict and tension and friction that it really is like running with a parachute behind your back. Mm. So if you can cut those ties, sometimes it's worth it to try to fix things, but other times it's best to just cut your losses and move on. Those are some of the things that made a dramatic difference for me. And I'm a big proponent of entrepreneurship for those that value freedom, especially for people that recognize this whole great reset agenda because it's through employment that people have control over others. And this whole exit and build thing is about identifying areas in our life where we're dependent on external institutions, especially centralized institutions, and taking proactive steps to become independent of those institutions because the enemies of liberty are not above leveraging your weaknesses and your pain points in order to compel you to do things that you would not have done were you not dependent on them. So nothing could be more important right now. And being in control of your own financial life is a critical component of being free in this world. Yeah, man, definitely. That's so awesome. Yeah. So, um, so imagine you're, you're speaking to somebody who may be listening that's like in that state right now. They're, they're working the nine to five, the corporate life, and they're maybe like trying to tap into something within themselves to branch out to do something entrepreneurial. Like what would be your advice to that person that maybe there's like, I, you know, speaking for myself, like I can tell like there's a lot of fear. Fear is probably the biggest obstacle and that self-doubt, you know, the limiting thoughts, like all those things. But if you were speaking to directly to somebody who's like sitting in an office listening to this on their headphones or something like that, what would be your message to them? Yeah, I just um, I just did this make more money masterclass. It was like seven hours of me just unloading on everything that I've learned in the past on money mindset, how to make more money as an employee, how to start a side hustle, and finally how to start a fully functioning business. And uh, I'll have the replay of that stuff available now, but that definitely comes to mind because I, I spent seven hours on this specific topic. But I would encourage people, I mean, at Live Free Academy, we have this four-part empowerment philosophy, and it applies to all the work we do, whether it's homesteading, building an intentional community, starting a business, making more money, or even healing a broken relationship. This four-part empowerment philosophy. The first piece is mindset. It's fundamental. That's why it's first. We got to get out of our own way. We have to believe in ourselves. We have to leverage the law of attraction in order to create a life of our dreams. The second piece is to come up with a strategy. Set a plan. Have some goals. 
when I think of strategy, I think of answering the question, how am I going to get from here where I'm at now to there where I want to go? The third piece is to find other people that share your values and share your goals and your vision and work with them. It makes it easier to accomplish your goals when you have other people helping. And the final piece is to take absolute massive action to 10x, to put more energy in, to do less Netflix, net less happy hour, and more time focused on your goals. And so I would encourage the person first to make a decision, to make a commitment that they're going to change their financial life, that they're going to take control of their time and how they spend it. And then second, through mindfulness, being present in the moment, catch those limiting beliefs, those unhealthy thought patterns and interrupt them and replace them with being your own champion. More often than not, we're our own worst enemy and we bring ourselves down and it doesn't have to be that way. It's just as easy. Actually, maybe it's a little more challenging to cut through the programming that may have been imparted upon us by our parents or culture or friends in high school putting you down or whatever. But you can be against yourself. You can talk yourself out of things. You can so doubt in your mind, just the same, you can be your champion, you can be your cheerleader, you can lift yourself up, you can tell yourself how much of a badass you are, because we all have so much potential. We're all so powerful people, but we just need to get out of our own way. So first, I would encourage people to break through those limiting beliefs by identifying them. Most people don't even identify them. They're not even conscious that they're their own worst enemy. They're merely carrying out a program. So at least through awareness of our own thoughts, we can start to push through that. And then the next piece, you don't have to quit your job and start a business right away. You can start a side hustle, a big proponent of the side hustle. So, you know, it's like 40 hours. I'm so exhausted. I worked 40 hours. I'm just barely getting started with the week for after 40 hours. You know, I still got another couple of days to go once I've reached 40 hours, especially if we're doing a workshop on the weekend or some event on the weekend. So I would encourage people to, to become really conscious of how you're spending your time and ask, First, you paint that vision of where it is you want to go. So maybe it's having more freedom with your time, being able to homeschool your kids, perhaps, um, and have a job that allows you to stay home to do that, making more money so you can live more of a good life that has a higher standard of living. And then you ask yourself, are my actions in the present moment in alignment with that person that I want to become? And if the answer is no, you got to get real with yourself and change your behavior. And so I bring that up in the context of a side hustle because you can keep the 40 hour a week job and that can be your foundation for stability. So you can still pay rent, pay for your food your, and support your family, but you can start throwing in extra hours, extra parts of the day. So before you go to work, when you come home from work, the weekend, most people spend time playing video games, farting around, watching Netflix, drinking booze, watching sports. That's what I'm saying. Like, you identify, okay, sitting on the, I'm on the butt right now watching this football game. Is that in alignment with where it is I want to go? Because I got a lot of work to do to change the trajectory of my life. And so uh, in this Make More Money Masterclass, I laid out some ideas. One thing that we're about to do, like we're starting, a, I have three businesses I operate. We're going to start a fourth in partnership with my buddy Nomad Brad. And then we're just about to start a real estate development investment company with some of our partners. But it's like we're starting more companies in a time when people are contracting and uncertain about the economy because that's what creates certainty for me, creating this financial engine and machine. And one of the things that we're going to do for one of the companies is we're going to sell seed starters. We're also going to sell storable food. We're going to sell seeds. But anybody can buy some shelves, put them on the side of your house, get some little trays, 
fill them with some compost and soil, pop some seeds in them. And then in about a week or two, you all of a sudden have a tray full of vibrant seeds that can be planted for folks. You take out a lot of the work for people to sprout a seed in their garden. And then you sell the tray for 75 bucks. You probably spent about 10 bucks or less on it. A high profit margin is something yeah. you could do on the side with your local freedom cell crew. So I go on and on about uh, side hustle ideas, but pl there's plenty of them out there. And the first thing is just to try something. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it does, but you're never going to know unless you try. And yeah. don't be afraid to fail as well. Everybody's real insecure. So they're like, if I try something, then it means that I'm not worthy because I screwed it up and it didn't end up panning out. I tell you what, I've I got multiple companies now, but I certainly had multiple that are no longer with us. And that's okay because you never really fail until you give up. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the whole sales uh, philosophy of like, it takes 99 no's to get that one yes, right? But you got to go through those 99 no's before you get to the yes. And so, you know, just like, yeah, absolutely. Like failure is not uh, an indication that you need to stop. It means you just need to readjust, reacquire. And those, mm -hmm. those, those are where we learn, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, man, I, I love all that. So big shout out to Nomad Brad, by the way. It's so funny. So I met him when he was living out in Oregon through Freedom Cells. Like he was at some of our first Freedom Cell meetups. And I just ran into him. Uh, I was in Austin a few weekends, a few weeks ago for that InfoWars Summerfest. And I met, I uh, ran into Ryan up there and uh, Brad, like, Brad, I was like, Brad, is that you? Whoa, dude, what's up? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. And he was at FloatFest. So yeah, big shout out to Nomad Brad. That's Nomad awesome. Brad. He's actually doing a workshop. This is live right now, so folks can cool. attend. It's coming up in an hour, hour and a half. It's all about mobile homesteading, right? So he was based in Oregon, mm -hmm. uh, and I put out the call through the Freedom Cell Network that I was looking to hire somebody, and thankfully Brad received that call, uh, reached out to me. We hired him. He since has moved on to our property, but it's this cool thing because I'm very conscious of people's limiting beliefs, and when we talk about this exit and build thing, exit the cities, buy land, build community in the country, just one part of it. Uh, one of the biggest objections that people have is I can't possibly homestead or buy land. I don't have any money. I'm very, I can barely afford rent. Well, Brad's a living example through his creativity and ingenuity and his desire to get stuff done. He lives on our 10 acre homestead for free. In fact, I pay him to do a bunch of the projects and stuff and he helps here at the office and we partner on projects. So there, everyone just makes excuses. They just more often than not, explain they think about why they how they can't do something rather than how they can could or should so people got to get out of their heads because there's That's plenty of examples living examples nomad brad is one of them on how you can really do a whole lot with very little money yeah totally man so um i want i want to hear about that we want to talk about exit and build live free academy i want to hear about your uh homesteading project and what you guys got going on there but uh kind of give some foundational perspective here like one of the things that um was fascinating for me on this journey was uh, the concept of agorism. Like that wasn't a word that was in my vocabulary prior to all this. You know, I got really involved in the freedom cell movement and we were doing meetups, we were doing skill sharing and farm tours and, you know, work trade and doing all this awesome stuff and doing festivals. And then uh, I, I met Derek uh, up in Portland and bought his book, uh, The Conscious Resistance Trilogy. And I started reading that. And then that really introduced the idea of agorism. I'm like, whoa, dude, like, okay, so this is what I've been doing. Like I was an agorist before I even realized that there was a word for it. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then that led me down the road to like, like Samuel Konkin and uh, the new libertarian manifesto and, and the, the description in there, the idea of like scaling up, uh, you know, the society of, uh, you know, this agorist society kind of reminded me of freedom cells. I'm like, wow, it's so cool that these are like fundamental things that are kind of out there already that I didn't even realize 
were things. And, and I thought these, these were just things that we were just kind of inventing on the go. I'm like, no, these are foundational principles. So just the idea of agorism, can you describe in your own words what agorism is and what it means to you? Sure. Um, I should say real quick, if somebody wants to join Brad for that workshop, they can yeah. go to livefree.academy slash mobile, livefree.academy slash mobile. I just realized I right. didn't share how people could attend. Um, sorry, I'm always promoting. That's my thing. I got no qualms about it. So uh, it. some people get offended by that. Like, why are you always trying to sell me stuff? It's like, I don't know. That's how I earn a living and that's how we help people. And then when yeah. people actually purchase something, they're more likely to implement it. Those that pay, pay attention yeah, uh, as the expression goes. All right. Agorism and agorism is a part of you know, Entrepreneurship is a big part of agorism as well. Uh, I like to define agorism as revolutionary market anarchism. And more so than it being a philosophy per se, although it's rooted in libertarianism, it's more so a strategy. How are we going to get from here to there? And it was first iterated by a gentleman named Samuel Edward Konkin III that was disillusioned with libertarian party politics and politics in general. And so he came up with this concept of counter economics, which he was basically borrowing from the counter culture in the 60s and 70s, right? The hippies, the uh, rebels protest in the war and such. But this is counter establishment economics, which essentially can be defined as participating in black and gray markets. Black markets being those activities that are expressly prohibited by the state. Gray markets being those activities which require permission from the state, a license, permission slip, a permit. And so he says, if we want to create freedom in our lives, rather than competing within the system, politics, voting, lobbying, we should compete with the system and create new systems that are outside of their scope and purview. And that's precisely what we're aiming to do with the Freedom Cell Network. The ultimate goal of the Freedom Cell Network is to create a genuinely free society where we trade amongst ourselves, we support one another, we work together, we hire one another, we grow food together, we pull our kids out of government school, do homeschool co-ops together. And uh, interestingly enough, there's a section in the New Libertarian Manifesto that talks about an evolution of the agorist society, starting with zero density agorist communities, and then phase one is a higher density, right? And I think it's really cool. Uh, it's too bad Konkin's not with us, because I bet he would be pretty excited to see his vision coming to reality. But there are some there is some density of agorist communities. Like here in Central Texas, we have 750 people. Tennessee's got a wonderful uh, movement and network. A lot of Freedom Cell people there. Uh, my good friend Nicole Sauce with her GSD, Get Stuff Done crew, is doing a lot of work there. Of course, New Hampshire has a Free State Project. Derek's got a thing going down in Modelia. And so part of my vision is to encourage people to exit the cities where this tyranny and technocracy is most prevalent, where the smart city agenda is going to be uh, most uh visible and they're going to track trace control just about every single bit of your of your life so we move out of the city we form these intentional communities we purchase land cooperatively we live together or we do the homestead thing but we link up with our neighbors and link up with the other communities and then we form a decentralized confederation of freedom cell communities essentially a living agora uh, the word agora comes from the Greek word for open air market, and that was adopted for agorism. Most people say agorism, but I always said agorism. I'm going to stick with it just because I'm a rebel in that way. But uh, that's really what it's all about. It's about taking actions in your life that are consistent with the philosophy of liberty. In fact, Samuel Rekonkin said the only way to create a free society is through the consistent application of libertarian principles. And so more often than not, a lot of people are parroting the philosophy and they call themselves liberty people, but they're not actually living it. 
what we're calling on people to do is to take more steps in their life to live more free and to do so in a smart and methodical way. Yeah. And, and to me, it just means, you know, uh, it is literally is the solution, right? Like the, like the state, the beast, the establishment, whatever you want to call it. Like they want us to fight with them. They want us to go stand on the Capitol steps and protest. They want us to engage in some sort of hot civil war with them. They want us to fight on their terms, but literally like all we have to do is just say, no, thanks. Bye-bye. I'm over here crushing building. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that is the solution. And there's so much empowerment in it. And with the cool thing about the freedom cell movement is that like, you don't have to have land. You don't have to, you know, you could be, you know, barely able to make rent, but you can still network with other people. You can go offer to help on someone's farm. You can go help on someone's land. You know, that's a big part of my sales pitch when I'm talking about like my little handyman business in my ad, I talk about how I'm looking to also network. Like in addition to this, I'm looking to network with people that have farms. Like, do you need help on your farm? Do you have property you need help with? And, and I have been successful at networking with other like-minded people and they read my ad and they're like, are you awake to what's going on? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes, it's awesome, dude. It's really cool. So like just putting that out there and, and that's the beauty of the freedom cell movement. I'm super stoked about it. So, all right. So, so exit and build, tell me a little bit about exit and build and uh, how you are putting that into practice in the real world down in Texas. Sure. Sure. So uh, I first learned of this concept of exit and build from, from Derek bros. And he wrote about it in his book, how to opt out of the technocratic state. Um, and, you know, honestly, I thought I didn't know that he came up with this phrase. I thought it was something from the past. I mean, there's a book called Voice and Exit, which is the idea that we first voice our opposition to something. And then if we can't persuade people or get it to change through our voice, we exit. Uh, but we take it further because it's like, all right, we voiced. That's how I got my start voicing about 9-11 truth and then doing politics. Uh, but now it's like, all right, well, we exit. But then it's like we exit and do what? We just float around in the ether. No, we exit and we build. So it, it's something that really resonated with me just because, you know, a lot of people are waking up these days. And I, I appreciate that you pointed out there's so many people that are like minded. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to shy away from speaking their truth. When in reality, when you speak your truth, you attract the other folks that resonate with that message and that share the same values and having done this for 20 years, I can tell you there's a lot of us out there. There was a lot of us 10 years ago. There's even more of us now post COVID. So speak your truth, get loud and proud, and you're going to piss some people off, but who cares about them? They don't make a difference in your life anyway. And more often than not, the masses never have anything to do with changing the course of history. It's always those small fringe groups on the outside of society. But this excellent built thing really resonated with me because it's very clear message. It's like, what are we going to do? I, I woke up, I watched this documentary. I see what they were doing with the COVID shots and all this stuff. What do we do? And it's like, well, we exit the systems that we disagree with, that we find to be unethical and frankly useless, and we build better systems. We build systems that are decentralized, exiting the centralized systems. We build systems that are voluntary, exiting the coercive systems. We build systems that are transparent and difficult to corrupt, anti-fragile. That's really what it's all about. So we did this Exit and Build Land Summit. People can watch the replay for free of the first two days. ExitandBuildLandSummit.com is the website. And we had a ton of people that showed up in person, we had like 450 people in person. And there were thousands of people online. We had over 25,000 people register to watch it, which was pretty cool. It really showed me that this is an idea whose time has come. And that specific event centered on exiting the cities, buying land and building community in the country. 
And so, like I shared before, I'm a very firm believer that if you value freedom, you should do everything you can to get the heck out of major cities. That's where tyranny is most predominant. And that's where this technocracy control grid panopticon society will be most prevalent. So we get out of the cities. Uh, it, there tends to be more conservative, good old boy style folks, independent, more rugged individualists, people that can take care of themselves and that look after their neighbors. And so you can either purchase land cooperatively and do an intentional community, share the cost, share some of the work, or you can just do your own homestead kind of deal and you can link up with your neighbors. This guy's got the tractor. We got the chickens. They do the homeschool co-op on their land. They're more family oriented or like Brad did. You can just identify people that already have land and say, hey, I got an RV. I'd like to come park it on your land. Here's how I can help. I do A, B and C which is why it's so important for people to improve their skills. Everybody's always whining about not getting paid enough. The solution is to offer more value by becoming more skilled. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Nobody ever intended these entry level, low wage jobs to be a lifetime career. You're supposed to work your way up and advance in the world by adding more value to other people's lives. That's how a market economy works, like it or not. And so, but the exit and build thing is not just about exiting the city and building community in the country. It's also exiting the pharmaceutical industrial complex and building, uh, uh, building your immune system and using natural healing modalities. It's about exiting the government schools and building homeschool co-ops or attending like-minded private schools for the kiddos. It's about exiting the banks and using decentralized cryptocurrency. Uh, it's about exiting. Ultimately, we want to exit the government altogether and leverage institutions like the Freedom Cell Network to use as a social safety net, as a means of social organization and engaging in coordinated effort with like minded people. So that's what XM Build is all about. And I should add one more thing. Um, when we say exit, we mean truly opting out total sovereignty. But that comes with risk. Right. And so. I like to flip it around for the folks that have the 401ks, a mortgage, kids in school, a home or whatever. They're well established. We don't want anyone to lose what they've worked for all their life. That's why we build we build these institutions so we can clear the way to exit without getting crushed. So essentially what we're trying to do with the Freedom Cell Network and this whole exit and build movement is build a lifeboat, a Noah's Ark, so to speak, that can help folks flee from the technocracy, flee from the great reset and go build a better life with like-minded people that value freedom. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. So um, in addition to freedom cells, like, well, from my experience, like I, I'm involved with a couple other communities too that kind of overlap. They kind of have similar, uh, you know, mission statements for lack of a better word, kind of outlooks on life. Have you come across any other organizations or movements or anything similar to freedom cells that you feel are, uh, cohesive or that you guys feel like there's overlap? Is there any other larger movements or, or do you find uh, any value in networking with other local communities or do you do anything like that? Or have you ran across any of that? Yeah. I mean, there's always value in coalescing, working together with other folks. Um, I'm a big fan of the work of Eamon Bundy. I think okay. he's in Idaho, right? Yeah. They have this network called people's rights. Yeah. Now definitely. a lot of that's, you know, more patriotic and, you know, reverence for the constitution. I think those institutions ought to be abandoned altogether, but it's definitely preferable to have a constitutional minimal government than this massive empire that we have today. Um, we're going to this event. Uh, Mickey Willis is here in central Texas. He's the guy that did Plandemic, and, uh, he is hosting a big event. They have this movement called Texas Nexus 
they always have these real great grand events. We're going to one this Friday. We're going to be sponsoring it. Um, I was invited to speak and I have uh, David Avocado Wolf and Dell Big Tree and JP Sears, right? So it's important for people to get out there and to get comfortable with the uncomfortable, to step outside of their comfort zone, start meeting people, talking to people, shaking hands, building relationships, because at the end of the day, it's human relationships with like-minded people that are going to make all the difference in our quality of life and also the level of freedom that we experience. That's awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I've been uh, meeting up with some folks from like the Bertaria community. You're familiar with Bertaria at all? Mm -mm. Yeah. Look no. into it. Bertaria, dude. Uh, have... Yeah. It's they're, they're, they're doing big things too. And it's a lot of the same message. Like they're kind of, it's kind of like uh, from like Owen Benjamin is kind of the guy that uh, like the comedian guy that's up in uh, Idaho. He's controversial. I, I I think it's great, but like like the message is very similar to what like Freedom Cell is all about. But definitely something to I feel like there's a big overlap there, Bertaria and all that. So uh, regardless cool. of what you think about like oh what what people think about Owen, you know, but I think I feel like Bertaria stands alone as like a really really cool, um, you know, decentralized people that are just looking to crush and build community. So they have an app called the Bertaria Times app, which is another cool thing too. So anyway, so uh, so let's see here. So. Okay, so Live Free Academy. Um, so what? How how does that? Is there like an overlap between Exit and Build and Live Free Academy? Or, or tell us a little bit more about Live Free Academy. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Live Free Academy is a company that I started last April, and it's all about helping people to create more freedom in their lives with a specific focus on three areas: decentralized technology and cryptocurrency, financial independence, and entrepreneurship and homesteading and exit and build strategy. So we host online workshops. We host in-person events. We do consultations. We have a membership program. Uh, people can do a, try a 14-day free trial and get access to the replays of every single event that we've done in the past 15 months, I guess it might be. Uh, and they can go to livefreemembership.com. I invite everyone to check out our website. We have an events tab with all the cool stuff we have coming up. And also you can sign up for free for our daily email newsletter at libfree.academy slash email. But we have a bunch of events coming up. For example, we're partnering uh, to produce the live stream for the Self-Reliance Festival, which takes place in Tennessee. You guys should come to that, by the way. Yeah, There's still down, tickets available. Down. Yeah, we'd love to have you. There was one back in June I wasn't able to make it to, but yeah, dude, I'm totally down. Yeah. Yeah, they do them like every four months or every three months. It's pretty pretty rough, but we're going to be showing up and uh, providing the live stream. So for folks that can't attend in person, they can still get tickets at selfrelianceFestival.com. They can purchase a live stream virtual immersion pass at livefree.academy slash SRF, livefree.academy slash SRF. And of course, Livery Academy and myself and our local Central Texas Freedom Cell crew, we're going to be hosting the in-person uh, edition of the Greater Reset here in uh -huh. Texas. It's live from Morelia, Mexico, where Derek and Ramiro will be presenting, along with a cast of speakers that we're going to announce in the next day or two. I'm going to, so I got to bite my tongue, but there's some really big wow. names that we've managed to get. And then uh, myself and our local Freedom Cell crew, my company, Live Free Academy, we're hosting uh, the Texas edition at the Bastrop Convention Center, where we hosted this Exit and Build Land Summit. And of course, anyone can watch online for free, but that's our pushback to the Great Reset. You know, that started popping off a couple of years ago and, and everyone's like, what are we going to do about it? Well, let's research and research and research and share articles and post videos. Uh, but we're like, well, why don't we help empower people to take proactive steps in their life to insulate themselves from this great reset agenda? 
uh, and more importantly, to create a better world, to create an alternative. That's where The Greater Reset was born. And this will be our fourth iteration. It's called The Greater Reset for co-creation. And people can uh, go to thegreaterreset.org, thegreaterreset.org, in order to join our email newsletter to get alerts when we go live. It's completely free if you want to watch it online. It's five days of material, January 18th through the 22nd. But the best way by far to attend is to join us in person in Mexico or here in Texas. And we're going to be launching the ticket sales for the Texas uh, event probably in the next day or two. And then you can register um, they're not doing pre-sale tickets from Mexico, but you got to register and let them know that you're coming down. Gotcha. Well, yeah, you know, that's on my list of things to talk about. So the greater reset, you guys, like if you, and, and those, those previous ones are still available, right? So you just go, I highly mm -hmm. recommend check those out. And, and one of the things that's suggested too, like this is a great opportunity to, again, community build with your freedom cell group or whatever group you're in, you know, if you're in just like a gardening group or whatever, be like, Hey guys, why don't you come over to my house? We're going to watch the greater reset together, dude. It's a great way to like bring yeah. together, you know, it's a really powerful way. Like we were, we were, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. So the greater reset, um, there's so much value in that because yeah, we can spend, and then that's, I think a big part of the agenda is they want us trapped in these little echo chambers, just, just sharing articles and bitching about Klaus Schwab and all this nonsense, dude. Like they want us to be, just trapped in fear and sharing all this cortisol with each other. Just like, ah, you know, we're, oh, we're, doomed. we're doomed, but, cortisol but party. yeah, exactly. Cortisol party, dude. But, but, but then breaking free of that and, and instead focusing on solutions, it's such a huge, huge part of this. Now I love talking about that stuff. I love having people on to talk about that stuff. I, I feel like that's, that's part of it. You know, it's good to get this information out there, but I feel like if we're not offering solutions as well, then we're really, there's no point. There's really no point. And so, um, Gosh, I feel like you did a good job of covering the greater reset, but tell us about, um, tell us about some of the other previous guests or previous uh, presenters that you've had on and, and kind of what the overall, and, and so I know that each day has a different theme. Um, can you mm -hmm. maybe tell us about like, like maybe some of the themes that are coming up or some of the themes that you've had on in the past and some of the, maybe the, some of the highlights? Sure. Sure. Yeah. We've had incredible speakers, uh, RFK jr. Catherine Austin Fitz, Jack Spierko, uh, Nicole, uh, the guys from Cordell, all sorts of good stuff. I'm sorry, my old your, your buddy Ryan's. So I can kind of hear him here loud. He's throwing me off, throwing my groove okay. off. Um, uh, sorry. Um, incredible speakers, great folks. We also highlight local activists and people doing really good things in their local areas. But we center around five different uh, topics, five different topics, five different days. Uh, the first day, again, it's taking place the 18th through the 22nd. So the first day will be about. Uh, healing your body, healing your mind. We'll talk about health modalities. We'll talk about uh, yoga and meditation, all that good stuff, which is kind of funny because everyone thinks we're like Satanists because we practice yoga. It's kind of weird. Everybody always has something to say about all sure. sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the second day is about agorism and parallel networks. So we'll focus a lot about entrepreneurship, uh, building parallel institutions. We're hoping to get a speaker that does this parallel health share thing based on Bitcoin. The 20th will be permaculture and food independence. That is uh, really popular now because everyone's experiencing all sorts of inflation and food supply issues, right? And so that's uh, traditionally, the, traditionally the biggest day has been building free and conscious communities, which is what we close it down with on Sunday. But we just did a poll and a lot of people are really excited about the permaculture and food independence day. So we're excited to have some presenters there. And again, I got, we're gonna, I'm holding off on our formal announcement before I share the speakers that we have. Uh, the 21st is take back our tech. We talk about privacy. We talk about cryptocurrency. 
And then, like I said, the last day is all about communities, intentional communities, communities around certain values and principles. Uh, some of the, the two big topics that I'm really excited to, to push out are what we can do in order to uh, become more self-sufficient and more self-reliant when it comes to our food. Huge issue. In fact, we just hosted a local Freedom Cell meeting with like 70 people. And the topic was, what can we do to shore up our local food supply? And so we spent a lot of time identifying local food producers that are within our network. And then we spent some time encouraging people to build gardens in their own backyards. It was a really fruitful meeting, pun intended. And then the other thing that I'm concerned with lately is uh, the central bank digital currencies. Uh, it's clear that that is coming down the pike, that they are going to set up this surveillance currency that can not only track and trace what you do with your money, but can also stop you from doing certain things with your money or shut you out altogether. So I'm actually formulating a, a six-month course that I'm going to put together here sooner or later all about that. But we're hoping to get some speakers that can share some solutions and strategies on how we can overcome that. Because one thing, you know, it is important to understand all this stuff, but let us understand it, not just for the sake of knowing it or feeling like we're self-important and we know more than the mass man, right, which isn't saying much. But let's understand this conspiracy so we can effectively navigate around it. So we need to ask ourselves questions like, what strategies do they use? What methodologies do they use in order to implement this stuff? And what can we do to preempt that, to be prepared for that so as not to fall victim to it in the first place? And so now it's crunch time when it comes to readying yourself to continue to do business, to continue to enjoy a good quality of life while simultaneously avoiding their central bank digital currency scheme altogether. Those are some of the topics that we'll be talking about. And again, I highly encourage people to join us in person. Uh, it's January 18th through the 22nd. Or like you said, it's a great opportunity to organize your local Freedom Cell crew and host a watch party. Yep, exactly. And and it's kind of funny, like you guys, like I know you specifically time it around January because isn't that like the Davos meeting when they do their little uh, get together? To <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when we did the very first one. And then yeah, yeah. just we didn't plan the timing on this one, but they just so happen to be meeting around that same time. Also. Of course, of course. So this is literally the counter to the Great Reset is the Greater Reset. So you guys check it out. Go back and watch the previous ones because it's just a wealth of information. Um, so you talked a little bit there about the, 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 the big grand finale being community building. And so that's just something I'd like to talk about so much here from my experience. Um, you know, not necessarily building community, but just like having meetups and then, and then, and then we, well, maybe not building intentional communities, but we are building community regardless, even though yeah. we're not physically, you know, like getting a plot of land together, but, and then like doing this little festival that we did, you know, I noticed like one of the big obstacles is you know usually in this movement like we all know like the, the classic joke about libertarians is like libertarians spend 98 percent of their time arguing about the two percent of things that they disagree on you know what i mean and so it's just like when you get a room full of strong personalities together that all have maybe slightly different visions about where things can go i know that you're uh you know you're actually physically building together with a large group of people what would be some of your advice for like maybe conflict resolution when it comes to like communities or, or how to preemptively avoid some of those concerns to begin with? Uh, that's a great question. One thing that I've noticed is when you are busy building and creating and taking action, there's very little time for argument and debate and just hashing out BS, right? Most people, that whole adage about the libertarians arguing and stuff, it's just, that's what people do online. Yeah. True. But it's like, I mean, sometimes I poke here and there and like 
a conversation springs up and then somebody gives this nice drawn out response and I'm like, damn it. Now I have to respond to that because they're actually engaging instead of just talking smack. But sometimes like, I just don't have time for it. I don't know why I even started this, but uh, I find that the more, the more GSD, this is this term Nicole comes up with, get shit done. Uh, the more GSD your crew is, the less time there is for nonsense. And so I feel blessed that I've helped to organize and attract like-minded people that don't have time for bickering and arguing. So I would just encourage leaders that are bringing together people to focus as much as they can on action and to not talk smack on other people. And of course, that old adage, if somebody's gossiping to you about someone else, then they're probably gossiping to someone else about you. And there's just no room for that. So I have a very low tolerance policy, especially on online, like talk is cheap online, but all the online spaces that I operate, I could tell when somebody's a douche and somebody is simply there to get a rise out of other people. And I'm very quick to boot them. I don't know who the hell this person is. They just have a random name here. I've never met them in person. They're just causing trouble. They have no right to be here and they're gone. Uh, so I also encourage a zero tolerance policy as far as drama and, and crap talking. Uh, but, you know, on the one hand, let us help people that are struggling, uh, that have been traumatized or struggle with drugs. The first instinct should be to help them. What can we do to help them? Maybe they've never done shadow work. Maybe they've never contemplated or done self-reflection, self-reflective work. So let's try to help them through that. But it's pretty clear if somebody's willing to help themselves or not. And if they're not willing to help themselves, then just get them out of there. And so yeah. you kind of develop a culture within your group of getting stuff done and of having very little patience for bickering, fighting, arguing, shit talking, and gossiping. And so when you have that culture, sometimes you'll find that the people that are drama, they weed themselves out because everybody yeah. has is more mature than that, so to speak. So I would encourage leaders, you know, the first, we don't have control over anybody else's actions, but we do have control over ourselves. So let us lead by example and let us cultivate that in ourselves. And you'll naturally find that you attract people that are the same and you dispel people, you expel people that are drama. No time for drama. We got too much work to do in this world. There's no time for bickering. I care not if the vaccine has graphene oxide or if the vaccine has snake venom. It makes no difference to me whatsoever. I hope my family that took it is okay. So far, they're still alive. I'm not taking the vaccine. And I don't know why everybody in our community insists on talking about the vaccine so much. Let's talk about how we can feed ourselves more like it and like red somebody was like the red wave's gonna come and that's why they're shutting us down on the internet and blah blah i'm like i don't care about a red wave the only wave i care about is waving to my neighbor and building a good relationship with them it's like the people that do this argument bickering stuff they just have too much time on their hands really at the end of the day yeah man that's so like i i feel that i feel that you know what i mean like now i'm at the place where it's like instead of like arguing red versus blue or trying to pull your like convince each other that you're right it's like i'm over here like you guys come join us man we're over here we're, we're having so much fun we're crushing so in our in the vernacular like my little community it's like instead of gsd we say crushing we're over here crushing we're over here yeah crushing. I've, you've, you've said that a lot i like that yeah, yeah we don't have time we don't have time to bicker we don't have time to like uh like i don't care what donald trump is tweeting dude like we're over here crushing dude like yeah, it's, it's, uh. it's, it's fantastic man so, all right. So we're kind of wrapping up here, winding down. Uh, I know you like to promote things. So I want to give you a few minutes. <laughs> Dude, like, what do you want to shout out here? What do you got on the horizon? Like what, what, what can, how can folks get involved? Like if, if, if they're either local to Texas or if they're not local to Texas, like what, what would be some of your calls to action for people to get involved, learn more, grow their skills um, and, and support your work? 
Sure. So yeah, I'll just reiterate some of the stuff we talked about today. Uh, join the Freedom Cell Network if you haven't joined yet. You can join on the website freedomcells.org, freedomcells.org. Ramiro Romani has been uh, working tirelessly to improve the user experience. So we it's invite great. people to yeah. register there. I can point that out. Like I was just on yeah. today and it's just way, such an improvement. It was a little clunky, hard to use before. Definitely. It seems to be just smooth and awesome. So big shout out to Ramiro for putting in all the work there. So yeah, anyway, sorry. To interrupt. Yeah, super excited about that. So people register, they can, uh, people are always like, well, what if I'm on a list? That's another one of these objections. Like somebody, yeah. they just, people just spend so much time in their head thinking of reasons why it can't work or it couldn't work. When in reality, we don't have time for that either. Like, it's just like a gun. You're going to you're gonna wish you had a gun. It's better to have a gun and not need it than to need a gun and not have it. It's better to be part of the Freedom Cell Network and not need the support of community than to need the support of the community and you're all alone. But people are all weird about signing up on a website, blah, blah, blah. My thing with lists is like if we're all on the list, then the list becomes irrelevant because there's so many damn people on it and they're not going to stop us all. Like but uh, sign up. If you want to use a fake email address, you can. If you want to use a fake name, you can. But we encourage people to list their skills, look, list what they're aiming to get out of the network and what they have to offer the network. And then you can put yourself on a map. So we encourage you not to put your home address. However, you do have to put a real address. So maybe put the park down the street or a coffee shop. You can meet people and you'd be surprised to find if you live in a decently populated area, there's probably people in your area that are looking to meet up and, and work together, build together, grow food together. So that's freedomcells.org. We're also very prevalent on uh, Telegram as well. And once you join the website, you'll get access to all the Telegram links as well. And then we have the Self-Reliance Festival live stream pass, or you can still join in person. You can check that out at selfrelianceFestival.com or livefree.academy slash SRF for the virtual pass. I highly encourage people to check us out at the Exit and Build Land Summit. That's next year. But before then, uh, we're doing the Greater Reset again uh, in Bastrop or in uh, Morelia, Mexico. The website's thegreaterreset.org, thegreaterreset.org. We're just about to launch ticket sales for the uh, Bastrop uh, event. And then we recently did this really successful workshop all about homesteading on a budget. So a lot of people have this limiting belief that they're not able to become more self-sufficient or homestead or even access land because they're broke or they're struggling financially. Well, we did a whole workshop, a whole day long workshop with Paul Wheaton, this permaculture expert, Marjorie Wildcraft, Nicole Sauce, Nomad Brad, a whole supporting cast of characters my fiance and I taught as well. And it went really well. We had over 900 tickets get sold. Now like 930 people are still buying tickets to the replay. So folks can get instant access to that replay if they go to livefree.academy slash budget, livefree.academy slash budget. So I know that's a lot to throw out there, but the big things are freedomcells.org and uh, check out the website, livefree.academy. You'll be able to find all the stuff that we talked about today. Man, that's Appreciate awesome. you. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, One I really more thing just for the listeners. Um, I highly encourage you to become really conscious of the way that you think and the things that you say to yourselves, because we are at a critical moment in history where this new world order, this cabal, this group of shady characters that has massive amounts of power, they now have the technology that could enable an environment where you no longer can resist where essentially what we are watching happen in Chinese commun in, uh, communist China could spread across the globe. So it's actually a critical junction in time. We should all be grateful that we have the opportunity to live during this time, to bring about change during this time. So I would encourage people to really 
pay attention and get real conscious about the way they think and especially about the way they spend their time because our children and future generations are dependent on us to make choices that are oriented with creating more freedom, not arguing, not sharing videos online. And we really got to focus on building some of these new systems, growing our own food, taking care of our kids, pulling them out of government schools and, and creating more freedom now. I believe we have an opportunity to do that. We could experience liberty in our lifetime or at least in the next generation or two's lifetime. But we really got to double down and take greater actions towards those goals. Man, so well said. I couldn't have probably said it better myself. I just feel like there's such like we are we are at the precipice of such like such a great awakening and like you know not to call up that yeah. word, but there is a great awakening happening. happening. So much that like we're we're gonna build this new world. You know what I mean? And then regardless of what they do, we can be over here building through whatever's to come. You know, and it's just like so much empowerment in that, you guys. Like, and even if you do feel like you know, like you see a guy like John and he's out there, he's got this huge community, this big homestead, you know, and then you feel like you're so far away from that. You know, all it takes is just taking that first step, first step towards freedom, first step towards autonomy, first step towards independence. And, uh, you know, the services and the seminars and everything that John's offering is such a valuable way to help cultivate that live free dot Academy or just freedom cells, just get with your local freedom cells. And then you can't do this alone. There's no way that any of us can do this alone. And so find your people out there, you know, and then thank you for John, Derek, Ramiro, all you guys for giving us the tools to be able to take that initiative on our own, man. So thank you so much for joining me, John. It's been a, a real pleasure having you on. Now, if you guys like this show, please, please share it. Um, go to rebunk.news for all all the links and uh, also for ways to support the show, hit up the give, send, go drop a tip in the jar. And please go check out John Bush, live free Academy, freedom John, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully maybe we'll see you in Tennessee here soon, or we'll definitely catch yeah. up. Cool. Thanks for having me. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Bye-bye.